Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. My first thought after seeing this film today was that if this happened to you, we oh, wouldn't have the Beatles songs again, would we? We really wouldn't. What would you remember? Um... Strawberry fields forever. Not a whole song. Well, it's a line. It's a, I'd go to the, my other friends who sort of remember and we'd like spitball <laughs> together and eventually we'd get there. <laughs> Your problem is you wouldn't even notice probably. What? Because <laughs> the Beatles are gone. No. <laughs> Hello there, this is I Only Like Human Movies. I Only Like Sine. Hi. My fiance. It's me. The movie we saw this week was Yesterday. Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. They're literally the only two. Not of this song. Is it not? (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Have you heard the song Yesterday? Questioning everything. Oh. Maybe not. Let's just hope you never get hit by <laughs> a bus during a freak accident. Okay, it's the Beatles one. And it's made people irrationally upset for a while. Really? People online. I'm, a guy I work with was like, I saw, I saw yesterday the other night, and he's like, oh, that makes me grumpy. I was like, why? He's like, oh. What's his problem about it? Oh, it's just him, I think. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the concept, I think, is a bit of a high concept the concept yeah a bit of you know but people aren't on board with that that's fine that's i can see why it could be annoyed people but i liked it it's written by richard curtis based off an idea of someone else's <laughs> he didn't cheat he didn't steal it <laughs> sorry someone brought him the idea to direct and he right. was like i like the story but i'm going to rewrite it a little bit to make it richard Curtis. put it in the richard curtis box yeah comes out shake it a bit yeah. <laughs> all the same like which, like, what's the problem with that, you know? Nothing. Makes great films. And directed by Danny Boyle, who always makes good movies, even if you're not... I'm not, like, ever 100% on board with them. I'm like, he's a good filmmaker. Are you checking who Danny Boyle is right now? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. yeah, Steve Jobs, I like. People didn't get a good rep anyway. That's not the point here. I don't remember that one. I've seen people complain online, actually. Mm-hmm. And what they've been saying is, Oh, it's an interesting concept, but they don't do anything with it. And to what I, to which I say, they don't do anything with it apart from craft a lovely romantic comedy that touches on fame and memory and love and society and has two people you're rooting for and people who, like, are just charming and it's a wonderful way to spend two hours. Sure. I think it's, not, it's not going to change the world. It's not a wonderful... Oscar-winning movie, right? But it's still really nice. And I can see why, with this concept, maybe there are other things you could be looking at. And I do feel like they were coasting on the songs a little bit, right? A little bit. But still a really good movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, all it did was entertain me for two hours. What's wrong with that? What are your thoughts? 
Whoa, we've got some like fiery opinions over here today. Normally you don't really care as much. You seem very passionate about this. I just annoyed by people online who are like, oh, it's cool, but didn't do much. Like, apart from be a really good movie, you know? Yeah. And like, yes, it, it, I understand what they're, where they're coming from, what they're saying in some mm -hmm. ways, but also mm -hmm. I'll be upset that the movie has like charming actors in it and is quite funny. And yeah, the bits in America, it's a little bit cliched and you kind of see where it's going sometimes. And like, oh, of course he doesn't like being a rock star because he just likes being a um, little guy doing his own songs, you know, but still. I feel like maybe part of that is due to like society's hatred of rom-coms as actual films. Like you could say the same argument about About Time. That doesn't, oh, they don't do anything. He he gets the powers of time travel, but he doesn't do anything with them. But like, Yeah, I think maybe this one they're like, oh, it's such a cool concept, but all they did with it was make a rom-com is perhaps Exactly, which is saying that rom-coms in themselves aren't valuable, which is this thing that film Twitter especially have against movies that are targeted primarily at women. That's interesting because my Twitter experience is very different to that, and I'm not sure why that is, but a lot of people on my Twitter love rom-coms, but... Ah, uh, I, I see the what, Where are you on? <laughs> I don't know, now I'm like, who am I following? <laughs> They're always like, oh, I wish we could just get some rom-coms happening, and they all support rom-coms. And... We need to, like... Look at the accounts mm. you're following, and I need to add them into my timeline. I don't know what you're worried, what you're worried about over there. Anyway, let's talk about this film. Did you like it? Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was fine. It was, it was nice. And after the, all that, <laughs> well, I just my my point is that you know what it could have been. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure it would have been like that. My biggest problem with the movie, like, it's fine. I love the rom-com elements. Like, you know where it's going. And, of course, you know, boy and girl break up. And mm -hmm. It's Richard Ricardo's thing. So if you're not on board with that, you're not going to like it, which is probably the problem with some people. And I think this sort of film, because of the interesting concept and because it's a bit of a cultural moment to go watch it, it might attract people who don't normally watch a Richard Curtis movie who are then like, oh, this isn't to my taste. And it's like, well, yeah, so that's why you don't like it. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but with this one. I don't think the Beatles songs would have been that popular. And I don't think someone who just comes along and starts singing them one day, even if no one's ever heard them before, is going to be that successful. Mm -hmm. To this extent. Because especially the early Beatles songs, they were capturing a moment. They happened to be the you know, first boy band that sort of took on, mm. took off, I should say. And they took over America. And, like, I think... That was like kind of lightning in a bottle sort of thing. So just because someone else does it, especially now, I don't think it would Ed Sheeran be that upset if someone else comes and writes Let It Be after it. I don't know. It was cool, but I just couldn't quite get to that. And I, they do touch upon it, which... Well, didn't he have that same thing himself where he's like, oh, it's not just the song? Yeah, but I just feel like, say, the Beatles don't exist and then someone comes and sings She Loves You, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to become the world's number one artist. <laughs> overnight mm. which is kind of happens to him mm. and maybe some of the later songs there well obviously Beatles are good and I'm a good fan of them but um that bill bit didn't quite ring true to me and I don't know what you feel about this but I felt a bit weird about the John Lennon bit where do you feel like look sometimes in Richard Curtis movies there are weird bits mm. like what like this bit like this bit yeah like 
I'm sure there was a weird bit in About Time with Bill Nye, like the bit in Notting Hill with, I don't know, Notting Hill's a flawless movie, so, you know. Um, I don't know. I think with that, they're like, right, you're already on board with the fact that this high, as you said, high concept. Let's just give them, let's just push it a little bit and see if they mm. can handle it. Audiences, you know what I mean? Mm. And I was like, mm, a bit too far for me. When it came to that moment, I thought, for a moment, I was like, oh, they're going to see John Lennon. That's weird. And then I was like, oh, no, they're not going to. They're going to see Paul McCartney. And I was like, oh, no, yep, they are seeing John Lennon. And well, the other just fell a bit off to me. was that I, when we figured out that's what was happening, I thought, okay, you're going to go to him and you're going to try and figure out what the lyrics are of the few songs that you can't get. And he might, because in this alternate universe, he might just say a phrase to you or something and that might click something in your head and you'll know the song. Mm. That's not what happened. It was just, let's sit with John Lennon for a bit. And it was very much like, I don't know, there's this weird cultural thing, I think, where when important people die in the world, obviously we want more of them, we want them to be around. And I feel like that's what this scene, especially in the film, did was Mm. people who are still very, I don't know, reminiscent of John Lennon and wish that he was still here and what would John think about all this and everything. That's what that scene was for. That scene was there to be like, how nice would it be if you could just go? And in a way, like the main character said to him, are you okay or something like that? And John's like, yeah, I'm happy. And I was like, oh, my God, this is just like John in the afterlife talking to all of us saying it's okay, what happened? I don't know. That's how I read it in terms of the fact that like we as a society still have this Thing hung up on the Beatles and hung up on the fact that he died the way that he did and I think this scene was formulated in a way to sort of I don't know not satisfy that but but um soothe it in a way of like ah, oh, John would be okay you know that was my reading of it I can tell you don't feel the same <laughs> no I to be honest we saw the movie a few weeks ago so I'm not really sure how that scene played out. In my mind, I, can't, I mean, I'm not sure if those exact things that you're talking about were what the scene was going for, I should say. But not really sure. It felt odd to me. A different movie might have gone in the direction of, like, sure, he's alive and he's had a good life in this alternate universe, mm. but there's no Beatles. So mm. what's the cost there? This guy's got to live his life and be happy, mm-hmm. but then the world as a whole yeah. don't have the Beatles songs. But, you know, I feel like maybe it almost got to that topic and they went back and were like, oh, no, we're going to go to a concert scene where I play the song at the end and yeah. Ed Sheeran gives me the end of his concert. Okay, so, so let's talk about Ed <laughs> Sheeran, happened, right? shall we? Let's talk about Ed Sheeran. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. He's in the film. He's in the film. He's somehow making a foray into film. Like, he keeps making all of these, like, cameos and stuff, and I don't really know what's going on because he's not not a great actor. I guess when he's trying to be himself, it's, like, fine. But I don't... He was fine, I thought, Yeah, but I don't know how I feel about, like, real-life musicians being written into 
I don't know, I think because it was such a high concept film and I was on board with it, I'm like, yeah, let's go for a ride. And then having someone like Ed Sheeran, it was like, mm, okay, weird. Um, I just think they went a bit heavy on the Ed Sheeran. Like, he's in a bit too much of the movie for me. Mm. Although I will admit that the rap thing on the plane yeah. was hilarious. I think it was important to have someone like that in the film, though, because it is supposed to be just like our real life. So yeah. if there was an imaginary Ed Sheeran-like character that kind of would cut into the new reality yeah, fair of the enough. concept. Yeah, I can see that. It was a bit silly, though, when he got mad and said, you're the, I'm Salieri and you're Mozart. <laughs> what, mate? <laughs> I mean, there's that thing as well. It's like never reference a better movie inside your movie. <laughs> we yeah. talk about. Yeah. Yeah, Armadale's great film, by the way. Go watch it. Okay. Anything else we'd like to add about this film today? Oh, I have lots of notes. Oh, my goodness. Go then. Well, you've been talking. How have I got to them? Um, Bit of cheat for some reason. Okay. <laughs> I thought that they overused the Dutch tilt to the point where it was really annoying. Okay. Just a little fact for everybody. Right. Fair enough. Um, I love Lily James. I'd like to love her forever. I want to be Lily James. No one's stopping you. All of those scenes... I mean, don't, like, take over a life, though. Like oh, okay. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> All of those scenes were just so... Oh, what I love about Richard Curtis films, the scene in the bedroom when she said, how did I get in the wrong column, was just mm, so was amazing. Mm -hmm. And the scene in the train station in the cafe was just... I, I loved their story and their scenes mm. together. I thought it was incredible. It is almost like the Beatles aren't around anymore side of the story got in the way of a cool rom-com yeah <laughs> sometimes i actually yeah i don't know maybe that's what people are annoyed about i liked the rom-com bits more than i liked the fact that he was like you yeah. know i can sing mm. Beatles songs but. Mm -hmm. if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist visit juvederm.com that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m Com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Really charming. I haven't seen Himesh Patel before. Apparently he's on some soap operas over in the UK or whatever. But I haven't either. Coming out and great singer as well. And great singer. 
It was wonderful. I had a note here about the diversity of casting, like women in mm-hmm. roles, like Kate McKinnon being the manag- the obsessive manager, people of colour in the film. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it was really nice to see, I don't know, diverse casting just because, I don't know, he was the best for the role. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't cast as, as a token and no one was. Mm-hmm. Um, Having said that, my parents were cast as his parents. Isn't that weird? It was actually your parents there, wasn't it? When he was trying to play the song. He was oh trying God. to play Let It Be for them and then he kept interrupting. This is what's going to happen when you're going to write, like, I don't know, the godfather of your career and you're going to be like, right, here's, here's my movie. I'll, I'll play it for you. <laughs> that was a good movie. I fell asleep halfway through, though. I watched the rest when it comes alive of you. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, my parents in there for sure. Um, I just have... A little hatred of at the end of films when they use the same actors who are apparently older and then they have random kids. It's like, I know you just got random kids on set. I know it's not your kids. You're so young. Sinead demands that you have a baby together. And no. Put that baby in the film. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you're going to do that, age the characters through makeup or something and have the baby. Don't have them look exactly the same with like a five-year-old. It annoys me so much. Get married, come back in five <laughs> Not years. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Bring three kids with you. Be committed. Another pet peeve. So. No pets. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? Another annoyance of mine. No pets. <laughs> it's okay, all right. No, don't laugh this time. It's was at the at his concert when he was like doing the big, you know, dramatic moment yeah. of confessing his love for mm-hmm, her. Mm-hmm. He put her on camera. Didn't tell her she's going on camera. What if her hair was a mess? What if she wanted to touch up her makeup? Crossing a line, mate. Also, he just spoke at her. And she was looking directly down the lens of the camera. Wouldn't happen. She'd be looking at the playback of him, mm. surely, because he was talking mm. to her. But I just, it was a perfect moment for him to sing something to her. S- sing one last song. Why sing, didn't he sing? sing a song he's written and hasn't been able to get right <gasps> all throughout the movie. Yes. By playing the Beatles songs over and over, you learn how to be a better songwriter. The song's called Lily Sunshine. And it's like one of. Sorry, Ellie Sunshine. It's a name. It's a name. And one of her, oh, so it's like his song. Oh, for my her. God, that would have made it so much better. Oh and then God, we're like, oh, my God, he can write songs. We actually like him. They're not as that. good as the Beatles, but it's for her. And, and because he's learnt through the movie that he couldn't sing the songs that were, like, personal to the Beatles. He could only sing the other ones that weren't quite as, like, part of their childhood ever. So he's realised that he's got to dig deep what he was talking about, about his love for Ellie. That's what he was talking about to the lady. When she's like, you can't go and write, can't go to the grave and can't do this kind of stuff. And he's like, yeah, I know, I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. How cool is that? So he's, he's learnt that throughout the movie that he has to be personal. And his sunshine, whatever, summer song, whatever, useless, bullshit. His song called Summer with Ellie is wonderful. <laughs> cool bit, yes, come on. With, with the two the people oh, that yeah. were stalking him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked that. 
It was a good twist. I thought they were going to, like, yeah. kill him. I liked the fact. Kill him? <laughs> the old guy looked a bit iffy. He did. He was Russian or something, wasn't he? Oh, well, Russians look iffy to you, do no, they? No, that's not what he said. They met him in Russia. That's right. <laughs> what? sassy tonight. Oh, the sassy boy. Right. Possibly the best thing about this movie, living in a world where there is Pepsi everywhere at every moment. <laughs> I don't know if listeners of the podcast know this, but I was born and born and bred <laughs> on the sweet, sweet, tangy taste of a little pep. And when you hear the word pep, you say, "Yep." Is that what you're saying? Yep. Like C, like Pepsi, like oh, pep, C, yes. C. But it worked. Anyway. Yeah. My point is, mm-hmm. I just want to have a little aside here. Yeah. I would bet that people who like Coke don't like pep- Pepsi in the same way that dog people don't like cats. But people who like Pepsi don't mind if there's Coke in the same way that cat people like dogs. I really think I'm on to something here. I've t- I've tapped into like a cultural vein here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's your PhD topic for you. Basically, coke people are bigots, as are dog people who reckon right. they hate cats. But you know what? People who like Pepsi are like, "Do you have any Pepsi? No, we've got Coke. That's fine. It's similar. I understand that Pepsi's not as available. I will happily take your Coke." Do you have any cats? No, yeah. but we have a wonderful dog. Lovely. <laughs> Love playing with dogs. How wonderful. I had a teacher who came in for religion at school, right? Mm-hmm. So half hour religion in a state school. Ridiculous. Anyway. And he was Canadian, I think. So I, I remember there's one story about him, right? Okay. He said that um, if you ask somebody they're Canadian, but they're actually American, they get quite upset. Like, how dare you say that? I'm not Canadian. I'm yes. from America. You yes. know what I said? America. Yes. However, if you ask them, are you Canadian? I sorry, are you American? And they happen to be Canadian. Like, oh, no, nah, bruh. I'm from Canada. I'm fine. It's so true, though. <laughs> this is the same thing that I'm saying. So he was like, always ask if they're from America, not the other way around. Bloody coke people are all over the internet going, oh, they offered me Pepsi. Like, it would it would burn your throat to have it. Hmm. I just. Pepsi's I'm... much nicer, let's face it. Look, you've heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yesterday. My final thing about the film was what do you think about them just rolling with it at the end? Yeah, it's fine. Fair enough. Really? What do you mean by rolling with it? In the fact that there was no explanation as to why it had a Oh, yeah, totally. It's fine. I kept thinking it was going to be a pretty classic traditional story where he'd wake up and he'd been in a coma or something mm. and it had all been a dream or whatever. Yeah. Or that there'd be some kind of explanation because, you know, how there was like cigarettes, mm. there was like Harry Potter and stuff. And I was like, okay, was mm. this in like a particular year or something? Was a particular year removed? And I was no. like, no, because Beatles, whatever. No. Um, but then I was like, okay, was J.K. Rowling not born? And that was why... Like well, a change. John Lennon was still born, so. Well, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, well, that's a mystery for you, isn't it? What was the actual thing, though, that happened? Mm. Who knows? I, I'm a little bit annoyed about that. Why? Because I feel like I want to know. I want to know how magic trick's done. 
and not in the way that like people think they want to know and then they get disappointed no i actually want to know how it's done so i get annoyed when it's like not explained to me here's a question for you right where's et from why is he an alien why do you want to go home so badly i never explained why he's an alien well i don't think it's the same similar though isn't it it's not because you roll with the fact that et no a similar thing would be saying like um if they were never able to get et home and why he never got home i don't think why he's an alien is is a reason if you're saying why is he an alien i'd say well why is this character a singer that's what that seems to me not that's a story that you've been told all right, we're going to have to respectfully disagree on this point. No, it's the point. It's just the it's the conceit of the story that just yeah. happened one day. But why? Well, it's just like in About Time. Richard Curtis wanted to make a movie about people who can travel in time. And so it's like Bill Nye comes in and he's like, yeah, everyone can do it, yeah. Can't you? <laughs> Haven't you done this before, mate? People no, in our family can do this. The men in our family, it's, it's genetic. Mm-hmm. There was an explanation for that. Explanation for the time travel. It's genetic. Yeah. Cool. In this one, there was a every all the power went out. How did the power from... go out though? See, I feel like this is because of magic. See, is that it though? Because of magic? Maybe. Or is it like government overlords? Or is it like a a universal like other alternate reality? Like we're all on the same yeah, plane yeah. of strings and stuff? Or like what's mm-hmm. like? And then the other people, the other two people did as well. So like, He's... how come they? I don't understand. Here's my theory. Go on. The two people who still like the Beatles songs, mm. they went crazy with like, and they made a machine to try and bring John Lennon and George Harrison back to get more songs out of them. However, that machine didn't work properly, caused a power outage, and it went back in time. So the Beatles never existed in the first place. And they were the only two to remember, and old mate, because he got knocked out at the exact right time by the bus. So Black Mirror is your explanation for this. And E.T. came along. Why is he an alien? You're just taking well, the Why are you now. a human? You know? Ever thought about that? <laughs> we're not recording we, podcasts at night anymore. Are you we get... E.T.'s to E.T.? Yes. His real name. <laughs> That's a real question. I reckon it is. Okay, I'll give you five seconds to think of a name for E.T., a real name. Um, One, mm, two, three, yeah. four, five. <laughs> you can think of a name for E.T.? Buster? It's <laughs> <laughs> all I had. I know it's not right. <laughs> Hopefully I'd have more than five seconds in the writing room. Uh, E.T. That's why he's been embarrassed. You couldn't tell him, could he? Why is this an E.T. fandom podcast now? Oh, just use it as a good point, you know. Right. Did you like yesterday? Yeah. Would you watch it again? Mm. Would you buy it? I probably wouldn't rush out to buy it. I like. It's an A wood. Okay. Yeah, but. We're buying it, guys. No, I'd buy it and then I'd just fast forward through all the bits. I actually <laughs> watched just the wrong comments. You're a fan editor. Just a. Yes. Fair enough. Yes. All right. You're going to give it a rating? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, mm. Mm. Three and a half? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Just to reiterate, sure, people are saying oh, it's a bit familiar, or oh, it's a bit simple, or oh, it doesn't do much to the concept, 
apart from give your body good movie going experience, you know? So it's a fun time. Think about that. Do you yeah. like the Beatles songs? Do you yeah. like rom coms? Go along. Bit of fun. It's not I mean, cinemas anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's watch around. it at some point if you can. Well, this has been our pod ostensibly about the movie yesterday. Went some weird directions. E.T. got involved. I mean, Buster got involved. I thought out some better ideas for the movie. Um, little fun fact for you. The original story for this was written, co-written by Mackenzie Crook, also known as Garrett, also known as the Dwight from the original the Dwight character from the original office. How oh, weird yeah. is that? I never see him as that. I see him as the pirate in the pirate movie. Pretty weird anyway, either way, yeah. isn't it? So Yeah. Yeah. Alright. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's Buster finding home. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.